1: Hi, this is Marilyn Ball and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570, WWNC, 880, and 92.9, The Revolution. And be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website. That's speakingoftravel.net. There you can sign up for the Speaking of Travel Travel Club, lots of photos, and a link to take you to all the past podcasts. And remember, you can listen anywhere, anytime in the whole wide world on your free iHeartRadio app. And here's some big news. The Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to and from the world, is now adding a flight to Dallas, Texas. It'll start next year in June, but it'll be a nonstop flight. So you can get on board right here in Asheville, go straight to Dallas. When you come home, guess what? You're home. No road trip Needed. So I have to tell you that this has been just the most wonderful week. The skies have been blue, the temperatures have been moderate for this time of the year. It's starting to get a little chilly now, but It brings to mind what John Muir once said. Thousands of tired, nerve-shaken, over-civilized people are beginning to find out going to the mountains is going home, that wilderness is a necessity. Well, my guest today is Evans Prater. He's the head honcho at Mount Inspiration Apparel Company. And from April to August 2014, he hiked the entire Appalachian Trail. And he tells me that that experience had the most profound, paradigm-shifting, core-altering impact of anything he has done or seen yet. And the rest, as as they say, is history. Welcome to the show today, Evans. It's so great to have you on.
2: Good morning. Thanks for having me.
1: You bet. So, Evans, I met you at a, um, a festival, and you were there with your apparel company. Tell us a little bit about Mount Inspiration Apparel Company.
2: Um, well, Mount Inspiration. Uh, it started as just uh, a way for me to tell the world what it was about the Appalachian Trail that that really changed me so deeply. Um, and I, I just I started with a sticker that was a quote that I came up with on the trail, which was "Everything you carry should be light," which uh, you know quite literally in backpacking terms is very true. Um, but I thought it was a nice sort of uh, spiritual meaning as well, and. Um, You know, that sticker started to sell pretty well in some gift shops in Asheville, and uh, a few of the owners of those gift shops asked me to put that design on a T-shirt. And, um, you know, like you just said, (laughs) kind of the rest is history. Um, I decided to use sustainable materials because, you know, I love and respect the environment, and I started making more and more designs. And and here we are a couple years later uh, with a a full-fledged, you know, environmentally active uh, company that 's all about spreading positivity and light and love and respect and admiration for the natural world
1: well, you are certainly talking my language, my friend <laughs> so Evans, let me ask you where did you grow up what 's your background? Give us a little bit of an idea of uh, how you how your path has taken you
2: um, well i 'm originally from Tallahassee, Florida, and uh, I was always a really outdoorsy kid. Um, I remember being obsessed with the book Hatchet uh, in fourth grade, and I I probably read that book ten times. And I I actually made my mom buy me a hatchet and went out into the backyard and started cutting up saplings and making my own teepees and and, uh, begging my mom to let me sleep in them at night. Um, And I was always just into exploring uh, with my friends and uh, family around the the southeastern area. was big into fishing and mountain biking as a kid my parents always brought me up to north carolina actually in the dead middle of winter every winter Uh, and we would stay uh somewhere in western north carolina camping for a week at a time as a family Um, and i think that was really when i first discovered that i absolutely loved the mountains. um and it wasn't until really uh the middle of college that I decided actually to uh, drop out for a while and, and really, really go exploring. And um, I, I packed up my Ford Explorer with uh, my best friend and my dog, and we drove to California without much of a plan um, <laughs> and very little money. And we kind of bummed around the Southwest for three months living in the back of that Explorer. And we went to Yosemite National Park and we drove down the U.S. one from San Francisco to San Diego, um, spent some time in the Grand Canyon, and from there I decided I was going to go uh, live in Hawaii, where I uh, moved into a cave next to the University of Hawaii campus for a couple months, um, and then I went to Costa Rica from there. And uh, after a couple years of that, I decided, you know, I should, I should probably finish uh, my degree so I went back to school. Um, and then after that, I I... Definitely needed some more adventure in my life, so that's when I uh, decided I was going to hike the Appalachian Trail.
1: <laughs> well, tell me how that how how that thought even started to creep into your into your head. I can see you've been yeah. do you did a lot of traveling and you were out and about. Give me an idea as to why the the AT.
2: Okay. Um, well, I remember before before I decided to go to California, the National Geographic had just released that Appalachian Trail documentary. That's really, really good. And I highly suggest to everyone listening that they go watch it, if only just to be highly intrigued um, for an hour and a half. But I remember watching that and I was just fascinated that these people had decided to walk 2,000 miles. Um, and at that time, I think I was like 18 years old and, and that was something that seemed so far-fetched to me and so out there. But uh, without even realizing it, a seed had been planted. And uh, when I came back to school, um, and I, I graduated the August, August of 2012, um, one of my buddies had done the Georgia section of the Appalachian Trail that previous spring, and I hadn't been to the mountains in a long time. I was, I was really into surfing and beach life and, you know, obviously San Diego and Hawaii, um, had that influence on me. So he asked me if I would come with him to uh, North Georgia to go camping for a weekend. And, and I, of course, said yes, because I hadn't been in the mountains for so long. And we went on the seven-mile hike, uh, and he was just telling me about all the people he met on that uh, section hike and trail magic and um, the people surrounding the trail who provided him with a place to stay and a hot meal and showers. And and this was only the first 100 miles of the trail. And he had seven miles of stories tell me about this experience that took him, you know, 14 days. And it was really that point where I decided I had to go see this for myself. And we got back in the car. I had no service. And I kept refreshing my Internet browser until I had service. And literally the second I got back to self-service, I was on Amazon.com ordering a backpack and boots and hiking poles and pants and a cook pot. And nine days later, uh, I was at Springer Mountain. Um, That was October 9th, 2012, and that's where I did uh, the first 300 miles of the trail uh, going into early December. Um, And, you know, obviously it gets very cold in the mountains in that uh, time. And uh, I'm from Florida, too, so I decided that I would shack up in Asheville for a few months and I, it turns out, you know, I, I fell in love with the city and the people there, too. And uh, that was when I decided I'm going to save up. Uh, I'm going to have enough money. I'm going to start at the right time of, of year. And I'm going to go back and I'm going to do this entire trail because once you ex- experience that little taste of it, you, you have to go do the whole thing. That's just, that's just how my mind works.
1: <laughs> I got it. Well, Asheville an an awesome place to... Um to, to set forth from. It's a great base camp, and I want to talk to you more about that and how you got started. Thank you so much. This is Evans Prater. He is the head honcho of Mount Inspiration Apparel Company. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host. And speaking of Asheville, if you're coming this way and you're looking for a house or a bungalow or a cute little farm, you need to check out Appalachian Realty. That's AppalachianRealty.com. They can help you out in real estate anywhere in western North Carolina.
0: With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport, take the easy way out.
1: People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979.
0: Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away. Starting at Asheville Regional Airport, fly Allegiant, American, Delta, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip.
3: Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars.
1: Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. You're listening right here on News Radio 570 WWNC, 880 and 92.9 The Revolution. And be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website, speakingoftravel.net. Lots of information there. And you can follow Speaking of Travel on Twitter. That's hashtag Travel traveltome. me That's the number 2 Travel to me And remember, you can listen anywhere, anytime in the whole wide. World on your free iHeartRadio app. Well, I'm excited to have my guest today is Evans Prater. He's a head honcho at Mount Inspiration Apparel Company, which is some really cool stuff. You've got to check out his website. Hey, Evans, thanks for being on the show today.
2: Hey, thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, what is your website, by the way? I want people to get on on board right away.
2: It is www.mountinspiration.com. Um, Not Mountain Inspiration, but Mount Inspiration, like a mountain called Inspiration.
1: (laughs) Oh, Mount Inspiration. I've got it. And I love that you came up with um, this thought that popped in your head, I have to get out of here. Uh, You would mentioned that that it was it was time Mm -hmm. and that's what you were talking about getting getting ready and going out on this big journey so Mm -hmm. everything was coming your way you were you know you had had a little taste of it and then you made the decision and boom all of a sudden you've got your gear and you have started up the trail what was that like for you
2: oh my gosh i don't think i've ever been so mortally terrified in my entire life um which is really funny because I was so excited to do this this little section hike, and I didn't know how far I was going to go that time. Um, but I, I got all the gear, and I was you know posting pictures on Facebook, and you know I, I bought a Greyhound bus ticket to Atlanta, and my mom kissed me goodbye and took all these pictures with me. And I met a friend in Atlanta, and we're driving to our, towards Springer Mountain, and all of a sudden, like this just intense fear started to come over me. Because I was was thinking, you know, I've I've never really hiked before. Um, It's not through hiking season, so I don't know how many people are going to be out here. I'm going to be completely alone in the middle of the woods where there's bears. And so I made her actually stop at this outdoor store on the way there, and I bought a giant can of bear mace. um, To add to my uh, machete that was already fastened to my belt, (laughs) Um, I had... A sixty-five pound backpack with, including a gallon bag of pecans that my mom had packed me, a couple changes of clothes, um, and I was just—I was way overpacked, carrying this incredibly heavy pack. And I get on the trail, my friend drops me off, she says goodbye, and I—I I just could not believe how scared I was. My friend later commented to me that she's never heard me so quiet for an hour. Um, for that car ride, but she was, she was actually getting kind of scared. Um, and, and so I started hiking and, you know, I, I it was kind of a rainy, misty day and there were, there was no view from Springer Mountain and it was just kind of eerie. And, um, you know, I got to, I got to Hawk Mountain Shelter that night and, and set up my tent and I remember barely even being able to sleep because the wind was blowing and it was cold. And I was in a lot of pain because my backpack was so heavy, and I'd never carried that much extra weight on my back before either. Um, so, in summary, that first day was was very jarring <laughs> uh, mentally and emotionally and physically. And um, that first, really, that first week, even even coming back when I when I started my thru hike, it's it's such a shock to your system to. To be in the woods with without cell phones and cars and sirens and constant distraction, um, that it, it takes a while for your your whole system to adjust, um, which is which is really interesting. But yes, um, that first time, just complete and utter fear.
1: <laughs> so, what was the inertia that that kept you going? You know, when I when I read the John Muir. A uh, quote at the beginning of, you know, tired, nerve-shaken, over-civilized people beginning to find out going to the mountains is going home, that wilderness is a necessity, it, yours was a shock to the system. You were going through all these different changes. What was yeah. it that you were feeling that maybe connects to what John was saying about being in the, in the wilderness? What was that kind of inertia for you to keep going?
2: Well, that's that's really interesting. Um, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in the fact that we as animals evolved in nature. So, you know, um, there's plenty of science now that shows that you know we function at our at our greatest cognitive and physical ability when we spend time in nature. And I don't think that it's that we're functioning at our quote unquote greatest. It's that we're at our natural state in nature. Um, and growing up in society as it is now with cars and buildings and cell phones and everything that we have, um, we're completely disconnected with that natural state of harmony and rhythm with nature so when you do return to that, um, as interesting as it is, like it is a shock to the system because you're returning to your natural state as, as in the evolved being of this planet um, and, and that manifests itself in this sort of really interesting mental and emotional sort of um, process that takes a week or two for you to really adjust to that slow, natural rhythm of life as it, as it is and is our natural state, um, and then once you, once you adjust to that and, and you realize how peaceful it is, um, it's, it's almost addictive in a way. And I think that's what he was talking about, is that when we, we go to the mountains, we go home to our natural state of being. Um, and wilderness is a necessity because in that natural state, we experience these moments of peace and connection with the natural world that can be really insightful meaningful in, in many, many different ways for for every kind of different person there is out there. And, you know, for me it was just a great piece um, that I had really never experienced before. And being the kind of person that I am, I wanted to, to tell the world that they need to experience this too.
1: Well, I think being in, in nature certainly helps um, to understand and to start respecting even more the whole concept of patience. Um, it's, yes. it's not like everything is going to happen exactly the way that you want, and it sounds like that was a big part of what you were doing as well.
2: Totally. I think when you're undertaking um, something as as massive as a through hike um, and and being, you know, Sort of a naturally impatient person, because of the, the world I grew up in, um, learning to, to take every single day one step, and one mile and one mountain at a time, and, and being immersed in that natural flow of the change of seasons and the blossoming of the trees and flowers really does show you firsthand that, you know the world itself and in nature is a very patient thing. And you sort of become more in tune with that rhythm as you're immersed in it. And, and, again, that speaks back to the whole sort of level of peace as well.
1: Well, peace is what it's all about in so many ways. Yeah. Evans Prater, head honcho, Mount Inspiration Imperial, And what's that website again?
2: Mount, M-O-U-N-T, inspiration.com.
1: Mount Inspiration. Well, this is Evans Prater. He's with Mount Inspiration Apparel. Marilyn Ball, your host. Speaking of travel, be patient.
4: Hi, this is Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport and I have a travel tip for you today. We are asked quite frequently what type of identification is needed when you are taking a flight. Well, the answer to that is is not just a simple answer. It depends. If you are taking a domestic flight, meaning a flight within the United States, you need a government issued ID that could be your driver's license or another state photo identification card that is issued by the Department of Motor Vehicles. You could also use your passport or a U.S. military ID and there are others that are acceptable. If you are taking an international flight, you of course need a passport for that particular flight. We are also asked often, do minors need an ID? And the answer to that is no. A minor under the age of 18, when traveling with a companion who does have the proper identification, that minor does not need their own identification. However, for much more specific information about this question, please visit TSA.gov.
1: AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Blue Ridge Motorcycling Magazine is a quarterly guide to the best rides and most interesting riders. Available in newsstands and at BlueRidgeMotorcyclingMagazine.com
3: Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars.
1: I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and you're listening right here on News Radio 570 WWNC, 880 and 92.9 The Revolution. And remember, if you want to fly in and out of the Asheville area, you need to go to the Asheville Regional Airport. They've got major flights to and from the whole wide world. And when you fly home, you're home. Well, speaking of home, guess who's on the show today? It's Doc Lawrence. Where are you today, Doc?
5: Maryland, I'm in Nashville. Music City, you need to be here with me. Uh, it's party time. It's time to eat what they call hot chicken here. A bite into that, and I tell you what, you are got to get some hair in bad places. Uh, it, it's, it's delicious. Uh, we've taken a, a little time off. There's a lull in college football tailgating right now because the regular season's over with, and we're waiting on the bowl games. I like to come to Nashville to kind of let my hair down. One of the great walking cities, it's almost a second home to me. I have family here. Uh, Many family members went to Vanderbilt. Uh, I even have connections through family, believe it or not, to Hank Williams, old Hank himself. But back on the things that we're interested in, I have found a brand-new Tennessee whiskey, and it has a connection to Jack Daniels. I'm holding right now the remnants of a bottle of Uncle Nearest 1856 Premium Tennessee whiskey made right here in Music City. But what's interesting about this is that it's named in honor of an African-American man from Lynchburg, Tennessee, who taught Jack Daniels how to make his world-famous whiskey. Uh, To me, that is a big wow, and it's delicious. And it's it's caramel-colored. It has that aftertaste that Jack Daniels is known for of sugar maple charcoal. And enough of that. I've got a little left. Get yourself on over here for the weekend, the rest of it, and we'll have a ball. One of the great things about Nashville, of course, is Music City. Uh, From the Hermitage Hotel where I'm staying, and it is the Taj Mahal of all hotels in the South. I'm walking over this afternoon to the Country Music Hall of Fame, then across the street to RCA Studio B, where the King Elvis Presley did 200 sessions, if you can believe it, and everybody on earth recorded there. Bob Dylan did, uh, you name it. The Birds did. Uh, it's a, the place just drips with history. Uh, tonight, in Maryland, we're going to run over to Honky Tonk Row beginning at Tootsie's Orchid Lounge, and we'll pay homage to all the great musicians that have come here to Music City for the last almost 100 years. And tomorrow, before we finish up, we'll go by the Mother Church of Country Music, the Ryman Auditorium. It's a good way to celebrate the holidays. It's a good way to honor the South. It's one of the great visitation tourism destinations in the world. And it's a fun place. It's distinctly southern, very friendly, very polite, and lots to do. Well, it's the holiday season, and I'm sure Maryland and all your wonderful listeners out there have got to go do some shopping. So for today, for Music City, this is Doc Lawrence wishing you, Maryland, and all your audience the happiest of holidays.
1: Thanks, Doc. Have a great week. Well, Evans. Evans Prater is here with us. He's the head honcho at Mount Inspiration Apparel Company. Evans, thank you so much for being on the show today.
2: Hey, thanks for having me.
1: So, Evans, you're talking to me about the walk in the trail, the Appalachian Trail, having these paradigm-shifting, uh, core-altering impacts. Give us a little bit more idea of how that inspiration led you into creating Mount Inspiration.
2: Well, um, I guess it's, it's important to talk about when I got done with the trail, um, you know, adjusting back into society is probably just as jarring, if not more jarring, than the adjustment from society to the trail. Um, and, you know, I was 25. Um, I'd done quite a bit of traveling for, for a 25-year-old at that point. And uh, I decided that, you know, I was I think I thought I was ready to start a career um, and to, you know, ad- adjust into the corporate world uh, so to speak. And I um, started looking for jobs. I had a degree in editing, writing, and media, um, which I could, you know, use in several different ways. Um, and I actually, I got a job as an intern um, for this, this company back in Florida, this media firm that's um, one of the, you know, premier media firms, or so they claim, uh, in Florida. And I, uh, I, I remember going And my first day, I sat at a desk for eight hours, and I knew immediately that I could not sit at a desk, much less for six hours um, for the rest of my life. And, um, you know, being a committed person and, and, you know, somewhat strong-willed, I I decided to stick it out, and I, I did sit at a desk for 40 hours a week for six months. And I knew that I was never, ever going to do that again um so i decided to some somewhat go in the complete opposite direction and uh immediately got back to Asheville. became a wilderness therapy guide and um was again you know immersed in nature um and and loving that but of course when you're a wilderness therapy guide you're also um taking care of of many children um and, and actually working while you're in the woods and um it was at that time that I, I really began to long just to be on the trail again, because I'd been through this grueling desk job, and now I was back in the woods, but I was working while I was in the woods, and I, I was just sort of lost in searching for a way to, to remind myself um, of that peace and that connection with nature that I experienced on the trail. and. I sort of uh, started playing around with with graphic design in that internship, kind of just for fun and doing some some light stuff here and there, Googling and YouTubing how to draw certain shapes, and and, uh, that eventually turned into me drawing mountains. And, um, you know, I I started taking uh, these quotes that reminded me of the trail and and just doing these fun little uh, cute cartoony drawings with them, on the computer, and uh, of course, the first one was the "Everything You Carry Should Be Light" sticker that I mentioned earlier, um, and that that quote. Every time I look at it, I I can take a deep breath and close my eyes, and and for me, uh, I'm back on the trail, um, and and I started handing out stickers to my fellow wilderness therapy guides, and they all loved the sentiment and. I, I began to realize that there was something there, and there was great value in, you know, not just talking about how great that experience was, but perhaps inspiring other people to not, you know, maybe not through hike, but at least just go be in nature and go appreciate it and respect it. Um, and, and that's really how that all...
1: That's a really wonderful, uh, inspirational story. And and being able to see, you know, how this journey unfolded for you, being out in nature, being at one with, um, you know, with life, really having this Mm -hmm. engaging life. Um, and then coming back and being stuck in a cubicle and saying, whoa, this is totally not for me. I've got to try yeah. something else uh, is actually very brave and courageous. And and again, you know, being able to step out, get out in nature, put your feet right on the ground and say, I am going to take each step one step at a time, uh, you know, really lends itself to such a beautiful journey. Evans Prater is here with me today. He's with Mount Inspiration Apparel Company. That's Mount M O U N T Inspiration Is that right, Evans?
5: That's true. That's one hundred percent correct. All
1: right. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. Office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979.
0: With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport, take the easy way out.
3: Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars.
1: Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host Marilyn Ball. You're listening right here on News Radio 570 WWNC 880 and 92.9 The Revolution. And be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website that speakingoftravel.net. There you're going to find links to past podcasts and inspiring stories that are going to move you and really get you started in thinking about where you want to go next. And there's great pictures and some Really good travel tips there too. So that's speaking of travel.net. And remember if you're looking for a really groovy place right here in western North Carolina, you need to go visit my friends over at Appalachian Realty. They can help you find the perfect little bungalow or farm that that you you know you're just ready to settle down. This is the place you want to be. Just like my guest today, Evans Prater. Evans, you're with Mount you started this company, Mount Inspiration Apparel. Do you live right here? In Asheville now,
3: I
2: sure do.
1: How about that? So, all that time you you were coming and going, and and you settled right into into our hometown.
2: Yep, I absolutely love Asheville so much, and that's why I made a T-shirt that says that, and that was really the first. Um, Hot-selling T-shirt that that we had and sticker, um, but yeah, this this town is absolutely magical. Um, I'm going to be here for a long time.
1: Awesome. So, give me some idea. I mean, it, it's obvious, Evans, that your company, you know, has a deep-rooted purpose and and values and a and mission. Tell us a little bit about this um, sustainable and unique apparel that you have created.
2: Yeah, well, I I think, you know, it's very cohesive with the brand for us to use sustainable apparel. And, and I call us a holistic apparel company. And I think that, you know, it's it's kind of odd to me that there are so many apparel companies now in the world. Um, and, and specifically, like, the graphic T-shirt market and the outdoor industry is really exploding. Um, but none of our competitors have thought to use or want to use uh, sustainable materials in, in their production process. And, um, you know, to me, <laughs> it kind of just makes sense um, when you're an outdoor brand and you talk about loving and respecting and appreciating the natural world, you should do everything you can to, to protect it and preserve it um, logically. So that's why I made the decision very early on, actually from the very first T-shirts that I ever made to source them sustainably, um, you know, using organic cotton, hemp, bamboo, and uh, the long version of it is recycled plastic bottle polyester or RPET for short um, because it just it, it speaks to, to what I believe in. And I really do feel that I want a, a planet for my kids to enjoy and then when they grow up for their kids to enjoy and I want an Appalachian Trail for, for them to hike. Um, So it really bottom line is it just makes sense.
1: It does make sense and it helps to create a happier and healthier world uh, by doing that. And again, you know, we can take it right back to nature and what you were saying about, you know, returning to that state, that evolved state where we all Mm -hmm. really came from. You're you're. It seems taking that to the level of, you know, the clothes that we wear right on our backs.
2: Yeah, the clothes that we wear, the food that we eat, um, the, the everyday practices that we practice, um, it can all be sustainable. And it, it really has to be if we're going to continue as a species to live on this planet um, and, and use it for, for food and, and to to enjoy our lives you know we we have to respect it and i think we've done a pretty bad job as a species um really since the industrial revolution uh, and and luckily we're we're catching ourselves and we're realizing that but you know it's going to take every little step and every person pitching in and cooperating to do that and you know for for me this is my one tiny little piece of participation and all that. And um, I think, you know, again, it, it all adds up.
1: It is a cumulative effect. So what do you have on the future? What's your what are your kind of aspirations as you move forward? You've got a good base camp now. You've created a foundation for um, for your life. Where do you see yourself, let's say, in five years?
2: Oh, man, Um I mean, I, I really want this to become a movement. I think that we've, we've got a, a good following now and uh, people, we have tons of return customers because we have so many fun designs that they love that they, they just want to, you know, collect them all. And um, at, at the same time, you know, I, I, I do notice a lot of our customers don't uh, know or look for um, the fact that we are sustainable. And when they find out, they think that's really cool. Um, but when they first walk into my booth at an event, you know, it's because they saw a shirt that says, may the forest be with you or the mountains are calling and I must go. It's not because of the fact that they're sustainable. Um, and, you know, I really want to kind of do what, you know, like Whole Foods did over the last 30 years, which was take uh, an earth respecting, um, wilderness-loving idea um, that's good for us and good for the planet and popularize it and educate people every time they walk into my booth or my store or go to my website that, yes, even T-shirts and apparel can be made sustainably and we can show our respect for the Earth through what we wear uh, and, then, and then have those people Tell their friends about the fact that there's recycled plastic bottles in their shirts, and then, and when those people walk into stores uh, in the future, you know, and they see maybe not a mountain inspiration shirt, but some other shirt, uh, look at the tag and say, "Oh, huh? Like this shirt isn't made from organic cotton or recycled bottles? Why? I don't really want to support a company who doesn't use sustainable materials." Um, Because we have spent the time educating the public about the benefits of those materials, um, and they really believe in what we do. And and it sort of changes the way everyone thinks um, about apparel, just like Whole Foods did with with what Tesla's doing with cars.
1: Well, it's definitely a way of um, revolutionizing, like you said, a movement of awareness and um you know and and being able to live that sustainable life to help each other help the the world help the planet so evans thank you so much for being on the show today and i want to make sure that everybody knows how they can connect with you how they can find your apparel and buy it so yeah yeah yeah. tell us Uh, more about that
2: well, like we have mentioned, our website, uh, MountMountInspiration.com. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me directly, the contact form on the website uh, does get forwarded right to my email, and I'm usually pretty good about responding to email, so I'd be happy to talk to anyone and everyone who wants to learn more about the brand and sustainable apparel. Uh, we've got a, a Facebook. It's just Facebook.com uh, slash mount, M-O-U-N-T, inspiration. And then our Instagram is uh, mount, M-O-U-N-T, underscore, inspiration as well. Uh, We would love for everyone to to follow us and keep up with what we're doing and and how we're growing and be a part of the movement.
1: Well, thank you, Evans. I'm a big fan of movements, and I can't wait to get my first T-shirt so I can wear it proudly. (laughs)
2: Great, great. Thank you so much. Oh, you bet.
1: So I've been talking to Evans Prater. He is the founder of Mount Inspiration Apparel and This is a great time of the year to get out and and step out into nature. Take a walk on the AT, on the Appalachian Trail. Get on the mountains to the Sea Trail. Take a walk in your backyard. Just get out in nature. It's time to refresh, rejuvenate, and renew. And remember, as you're walking out there, don't postpone joy.